episode is a short essay that I wrote, which is in a way a summation of my life and how I was able to reflect on the journey, which in current reality I am thankfully able to make some sense out of. I want to disclose that I am no way under distress from this situation anymore, and I'm in a place where I can genuinely reflect and tell the story, which I'm hoping can raise awareness for the collective on how parent-child relationship can shape an adult child's identity. I also want to disclose that this is only one singular way of telling my story, and there are also many different interpretations that can be made especially on the side of my own parent. I am in no way trying to criticize or blame anybody, but it is also important for me to tell this story because the people-pleasing and fawning effects that some of us get from childhood experiences can lead to extremely dangerous situations as the world does not protect children unless they are protected. And when children are not protected, they grow up to be adults who do not know how to protect themselves. I am going to tell you this story in English, and it was also important for me to record this in my mother language as it hits closer to home, which you will hear at the end of the episode. Because when I think about my relationship with my mother, it makes more sense to speak it in my mother language, as English doesn't deliver the true tone of the emotions behind the story. Korea is the country of resentment and sorrow. South Korea is pronounced as Hanguk, and the word Han means big, large, wide, high, and abundant but has a double meaning of resentment and sorrow. Resentment and sorrow comes from poverty, generational trauma, war, and being colonized by Japan. Many cycles of torture, abuse, dictatorship, and colonialism, which manifest throughout generations, which did reach me, but I am hoping not to pass on to my own children if I end up having my own. I hope that people with similar lived experiences can listen to my own reflections and reflect on their own journey, and I hope we can connect as a collective instead of hiding away our pain. I grew up with a fake dream and became a corporate employee, and I couldn't bring myself to continue my music, even as a hobby because I remembered my mother's pained face like a thorn inside of my throat. Reducing my mother's pain was my top priority, and I was more sorry than happy to see myself singing. It was a pitiful quit. When I ate inexpensive food and liked to wear clothes that are inexpensive, my mom was very proud of me. So even while living alone in Canada, I always enjoyed the dollar store. As a result of living like this, I often felt sorry for myself. When I had to go to the dentist, especially after suffering from bulimia for a few years, I had seven cavities. It was obviously very costly, but my mom scolded me for how much it costed to have me as a child. There are many families that can't go to expensive dentistry, but my mother spent her hard-earned money without holding back on me. She really did invest in me out of love, or out of duty. 
but she never made me live poor. I sure did feel poor in the soul and in the gut. I went into the dentist's bathroom and I cried. I hated myself for being born and I had to torture my mother like this. I was in such pain and I didn't really know if I was struggling with that kind of sentiment in my heart. I was still young and lacked the ability to reflect. I realized I was suffering from something like that only after I have gone through a toxic relationship which ended up in sexual assault and abused my body and soul. I continued the cycle of pain for a little bit after. Thankfully, I was faced with a dark night of the soul and with a lot of self-healing and self-education of childhood psychology and attachment theories. Now I'm able to tell my story. When I thought about it, my parents loved me, but I didn't really know what part of me they genuinely loved. They said they loved me, but the essential compartments of me really bothered them, and they hated it oftentimes. I've suffered from hidden ADHD, so I was excellent at breaking things, losing things, spilling drinks, and messing up. But my mom, like anybody else, didn't learn or receive the expression of unconditional love. Of course, my mom would have thought that I had to be scolded to be fixed or was simply just genuinely annoyed by me, which was expressed quite frequently. I was saddened and angry that no matter how careful I was, the symptoms couldn't be fixed. My sensitivity was pointed out as a defect. It's worth pointing out that if adults are unskilled at how they express sensitivity to each other, it can become problematic. But it becomes a deep wound if a primary attachment figure points out that a child is sensitive without teaching them how to protect and nurture that sensitivity. That's when I realized I was pointed out as being too sensitive, that I eventually became defective. And so I humbled myself, I hid myself from the world, and put up with harm and dismantled my boundaries that were supposed to protect me so as to not annoy others. Are my needs and my life not an important consideration? I had abandoned myself to be loved.
그런데 이렇게 살다 보니 나 자신이 초라해질 때가 많았습니다. 치과에 가면 돈이 정말 많이 나오는데 그럴 때면 엄마가 돈땡이라고 나를 다그쳤습니다. 비싼 치과 못 가는 집안도 많은데 우리 엄마는 나에게 돈을 아끼지 않고 썼습니다. 그런데 나는 그럴 때면 치과 화장실에 들어가서 눈물을 흘렸습니다. 왜 태어나서 이렇게 돈이 나갈 때 다그침을 들어야 하는지 나 자신이 미웠습니다. 나는 이렇게 고통스러우면서도 내가 그런 마음으로 힘든지도 잘 몰랐습니다. 아직 어렵고 자아성찰이 미성숙되어 있었습니다. 내가 그런 걸로 시달리고 있는지 깨달은 것은 엄청난 상처와 고난을 겪고 몇 년의 심리상담과 심리학 독학을 한 후였습니다. 생각해보니 부모님은 나를 사랑하시는데 나의 어떤 모습을 사랑하는지 모르겠던 겁니다. 나를 사랑한다면서 나를 만드는 나의 모습들은 정말이지 귀찮고 싫어했습니다. 나는 숨은 ADHD가 있어서 물건을 잘 부서뜨리고 쏟고 흘리고 잃어버리고 망가뜨렸는데 엄마는 그걸 무지 싫어했습니다. 청소년 심지어 성인이 되어서도 엄마는 나를 가슴 아프게 다그쳤습니다. 엄마는 당연히 혼이 나야 고친다는 생각도 했을 테고 그게 아니라 진심으로 그게 짜증이 나서 표출을 했을 터인데 나는 아무리 조심한다 해도 고쳐지지 않는 ADHD가 가슴이 막혀 슬프고 분통이 터졌습니다. 그렇게 나는 예민한데 예민하다고 지적하는 것도 너무 힘들었습니다. 마치 예민한 사람은 아예 고려할 필요도 없는 것처럼 말입니다. 나는 어른이 돼서 참으로 예민한 사람들을 만나보았습니다. 그런데 예민하더라도 자기 자신 마음대로 하는 사람이 있더군요. 그때 나는 깨달았습니다. 내가 너무 예민하다고 지적받고 살아서 남에게 피해주지 않으려고 나 자신을 한껏 낮추고 숨기고 참았구나. 내 기분과 내 삶은 중요하지 않은 고려사항이란 말인가? 내가 나 자신을 버려왔던 것입니다. 사랑받기 위해서. To close out this story, I want to make sure to also give some advice if I dare to. All of the stories we gathered from our past are simply stories, and that's all that they are. The ego has a deep desire to tell stories. Stories help us make meaning out of what's happening in reality, but as we tell these stories, we're also creating our lives. And it's important to understand this so as to not identify with those sad and pitiful stories that we have running in the back of our brains. I'm still struggling with not resorting back to my mother was this way and that is why I am this way. My childhood was this way and that is why I am this way. I understand and have experienced why this is such an unhealthy and not a spiritually aligned way of perceiving reality. It's crucial to understand that every moment is a new moment and that is how I created joy and happiness in my life. That is how I was able to forgive my past. 
and to forgive any lack I perceive in the present. I identify with the abundance in the present and the future, and in that way, I create and attract more abundance into my life going forward. What I have experienced in my past was also a creation of my ego, and the traumatic experiences were the backbone of writing a story that led to awakening. At the same time, it's beautiful that I can tell my story without feeling sorry for myself. I wish to continue to honor my past and my younger self, because for so long, for so many years, I didn't have anybody listening to me. Nobody on my side and my inner child deserved to have someone seeing my pain and showing me unconditional love. I pledge to show my 7-year-old self, my 10-year-old self, my 14-year-old self, my 19-year-old self, all the love she didn't get, all the love she was dying to find, and to tell her that all the love is here now and will be here forever in my soul, in my spirit, and in my body. I tried to fill the emptiness in my heart with so many things. I tried to fill the void with food, sex, drugs, relationships, and superficial means. But in the end, it was freeing to see how little those things mattered, unless it was coming from understanding, deep acceptance of self, and true love. I created a spiritual relationship with food and a spiritual relationship with sex. Relationships are something I still ought to learn more about, as I haven't seen good examples of relationships, but I am excited and honored to learn more. I do feel hate for the people who hurt me, but it doesn't affect me anymore. Whenever I pray for the punishment of people who made me feel unworthy, I instead give myself more and more love, and that is how I survive, and that is how I live. When I was growing up, I felt like I didn't deserve anything. I didn't deserve love. I didn't deserve to have nice things. I didn't deserve to be comfortable, to rest, and to breathe. And now I feel that I am living in heaven. No matter how much or how little I may have in my bank account, I give myself the comfort and happiness I seek to find in the things that I can afford. And I give grace. I give gratitude. I give love to the universe and to the ones who see me and love me.